Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened muted today amid a mixed performance among index counters. Now, that's in contrast with global markets which ended higher overnight. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.04% to 3,121 points after some 93 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, numbers on the SJX are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The Straits Times Index down 0.34% at 3,112 points. In terms of value turnover, we are looking at, well, 2.17 billion Sing dollars today. Gainers outnumbered losers, 345 versus 247. Top five movers by value we have here, DBS, OCBC, Wilmar International, UOB and Singtel. And heavily traded securities, we have Oceanus, Seatrim and Singtel. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have Capital DC REIT because the REIT's Chinese subsidiary has issued a letter of demand to its tenant of three data centres in Guangdong to recover some 48 million yuan of late rentals, interests and taxes. Now, meanwhile, from more on China's home prices and retail activity to US regulators adding AI to its list of potential financial system risks. We've got more international headlines for you. And joining me, as always, is Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Sian. Sunny, welcome. Hi, Tian Tian. Thanks for having me back. Hey, great to have you. And let's start with the usuals. How did the STI fare so far today? We are looking at a value turnover of, what, $2.17 billion? Yes, our STI, our benchmark index, is down about 10 points today or about 0.34%. This was after the 0.6% jump that we saw yesterday. For the whole week, we are more or less flat and month-to-date, we are up about 1.2%. Looking at the top gainer for this week, we see uh, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, City Development and Maple Tree Pan Asia Commercial Trust all up between 6 to 7% this week. This is not a surprise given that the US Fed has indicated this week that it will cut interest rate next year. But the same cannot be said for our local banks who have been the main beneficiary of high interest rate uh, throughout this year. With more than three interest rate cuts envisioned by the Fed for next year, OCBC and DBS are down 2.3% and 1.6% respectively this week. So markets and investors are recalibrating their outlook for next year after the FOMC rate decision and Mm. economic projection out yesterday. Right. In terms of companies to watch, Sunny, we do have Capo DC Reed. Its subsidiary, Chinese subsidiary in particular, issued a letter of demand to its tenant of three data centers in Guangdong, and that is to recover some 48 million yuan, or around 9 million Sing dollars, of late rentals, interest, and taxes. How significant is this, though, and why is Capo DC Reed down then? Yes, the tenant has paid the installment up to October but failed to make the payment due at the end of November. If the tenant fails to make the payment, oh, the REIT Chinese subsidiary can terminate their agreement among other actions. So these three data centers contribute about 8.5% of a capital DC REIT gross revenue for the third quarter ending 30th September. On a full-year basis for 2023, if the rent, coupons and recoveries in relation to these properties cannot be recovered, the REIT would face a negative impact on the distribution per unit of about 0.6 cents. So this represents 6.4% of the REIT's DPU for the previous financial mm. year. 
So unit holders uh, are, are reminded to stay cautious and look out for developing news. And the REIT price are down more than 10% earlier in the day, but now it's down about 19 cents or 9.1% to $1.89. Right. If you're just tuning in, we are now in conversation with Sunny So, Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets and Investor Education at CIAS across the region. Sunny, we've got data from China's National Bureau of Statistics. Property investment in China fell 9.4% in uh, between January and November year-on-year, year, which is after a 9.3% drop in January to October. How would you read into this? Well, this, I think, is not surprising given that um, the economic uh, performance of China is uh, weak recently. But the fall in China property investment wasn't unexpected given the concerns surrounding the China's, uh, China developers uh, becoming insolvent. But Beijing recently injected more cash than expected into the financial system and rolled out uh, more easing measures. So this includes lowering the down payment ratio and of course extending uh, the repayment deadline for mortgages. So the policymakers are actually working to fix the nation's housing problems uh, as the sales and confidence tax. On the uh, retail sales side, the numbers also miss analyst expectations. And this is also more or less expected as the economy is, uh, economic recovery in China is uh, still not as strong as expected. But IMF is still forecasting uh, China's GDP to be 5.4% this year. Mm. Uh, our revision of 5% previously and next year we are looking at 4.6%, better than the 4.2% forecasted earlier. So I would say China now is uh, still doing pretty okay and we are waiting for the recovery to become stronger. Question is what happens uh, later on in the decade, right? Could China actually slip into this Japanese-style stagnation uh, further down the road? Well, later in the decade, that's a very long time. I'm only looking <laughs> forward to Christmas in two weeks. Wow. But I would say based on the IMF data that's coming out right now, I don't think we will fall into a stage of a stagnation, but that's mm. a very long time, so we, nobody can tell for sure. But uh, I'm pretty positive that the uh, the policymakers or the regulators do have the ability to sort of a reignite economy with more stimulus measures. Right. And uh, further away in the US, Sunny, the Financial Stability Oversight Council, which is chaired by Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, flagged risks posed by AI for the first time in its annual financial stability report. How would you read into this? Well, I think there could be uh, several significant reasons. Number one is the increasing prominent role of AI in finance and the potential to introduce new vulnerabilities. So AI is used in uh, loan underwriting, trading algorithm, and even fraud detection. But its transparency and potential for buyers can present systematic risks. And number two, this move is also a heads up for regulators as well as banks and financial institutions to actively assess and manage the risks associated with AI. This could involve developing best practices, conducting stress tests, and establishing regulatory framework for the responsible use of AI in finance. Lastly, by flagging the AI as a risk, this could also pave the way forward for new regulations or even stricter oversight of AI-powered financial applications. And this could include the requirements for data governance, uh, algorithm fairness, potential impacting development and deployment of AI in finance. So while the future of AI in finance is exciting, it may require it to be managed more actively just in case this algorithm takes on a mind of its own. Hmm, right. And Sunny, we do have two minutes to go and I do want to do a little bit of free play here for today. What is the one trend you're looking out for or, or the two trends you're looking out for as we head into 2024? Your thoughts? 2024, definitely the first thing we are looking at is the uh, Fed interest rate cuts. When the interest rate starts to go down, the question here now is uh, when will the first cut be and how many cuts will we be seeing? 
So on the economic projection, the dot plot chart that was uh, presented this week by the Fed, we are looking at at least three. JP Morgan is forecasting maybe five. Yeah. So this could be beneficial, uh, beneficial for the recovery of the REITs, which we have seen recently in the past two months, because the interest rate will come down, uh, REITs and property sector will recover. But then the main beneficiary of the high interest rate this year, which is the local banks, their net interest margin may strengthen further going to next year if the interest rate cuts were to be aggressive and the bank valuation might start coming down. Exciting indeed. Lots to watch in 2024. Thanks a lot, Sunny. That was Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at SIAS. As always, thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.